Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly divorce podcast. We share the stories and experiences of divorce professionals. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about divorce and separation at divorcenet.ca. Hi, everyone. This is Darren Javag, chair of uh, DivorceNet and also the host of Clean Break, the podcast. I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who's joining us today. Uh, We're going to have a fantastic show and we're going to give an opportunity to our producer, Michael Pacito, to step into the seat, the hot seat and be part of the podcast. Also, uh, Ashley Balan. Did I say that correctly? Right. So they're both here today, and they're stepping in as as co-hosts of the next show today, uh, while Tina Murray is on holidays, and I am going to be taking a break from the mic. Uh, I hope you enjoy the show, and I'm going to hand it over to Mike. Thanks a lot. Oh, my. Jim, I've done a lot of podcasts before, uh, but stepping into the divorce podcast is a little interesting because I really have been learning a lot about divorce and all the different, uh, I guess, ways that it can go. What's really interesting about collaborative divorce is that I'm sure this is a rather new thing, right? Collaborative divorce? Relatively. Relatively. I mean, in in the realm of that, uh, how often divorce changes, uh, it has something new coming into it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So first off, how long have have you been a lawyer for? So I was called to the bar in 1990. So I've been 28 years at it, right? But I've been doing collaborative stuff since uh, I was one of the founders of the Ottawa groups in 2002. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing it uh, since then. Well, well, why don't we just take a little bit of a step back first? Like, what is collaborative? Uh, what is collaborative law anyway? So I just I'm gonna I'm, I want to uh, clear up a misnomer, and I just I just actually did a little uh, a little uh, what would I call it? I guess a uh, an article about this. Yeah. Uh, so collaborative divorce. So that's a misnomer mm-hmm. because divorce is a legal. Status that you have, uh, and to do that, you actually have to have a court uh, who makes an order, mm-hmm. right? So, so it's inaccurate to say collaborative divorce. It's actually what we call collaborative practice, sometimes collaborative process, collaborative law, right? There are different words for it, but uh, what it is is it's an interest-based negotiation process using specialized professionals, lawyers plus potentially other professionals to assist parties to reach resolution outside of court. So we are uh, predicated on going to through the exercise without without court. With in fact there's an agreement that everyone signs a participation agreement and we agree we will not we will not go to court. And speaking of misnomers, I, I think it's probably uh, fair to say that uh, you know divorce isn't always such a combative thing, right? There's there's would you say there's many people that are actually doing it without going to the court? Yeah. So, in fact, most people that I talk to who are talking about divorce are looking to do it in a non-adversarial way. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, it is the process itself, unfortunately, that uh, you know tends to make things adversarial more often than not. Certainly, there are some people who are going to come, you know, and they're going to be, I want to get that person. I want revenge. I want, you know, I want to be you know, difficult, I want to be conflictual. Really not the best way, in my view, to handle that. Uh, I don't think it's helpful. It's certainly not helpful for children, where children are involved. Uh, not really good for relationships, right? And so part of the collaborative process is that we uh, help people not just with the issues that are related to the legal parts, but also with the relationship, uh, 
with the relationship parts. So how do we communicate? You know, how do we address conflict? You know, and f so often uh, people are coming to us without, without any concept of how conflict is created or why they are responding the way they're responding or you know, why they're reacting the way they are reacting to a particular uh, inputs, right? And so uh, we, help, uh, we help educate, uh, we assist, uh, we model behavior, right? So uh, we all, uh, those of us who do it, uh, have been specially trained. We're trained in interest-based negotiation methods. Uh, and interest-based negotiation is focused on uh, interests as opposed to outcomes or positions, right? And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to help people come to resolution, which are, but it, those resolutions are related to what are their interests. So, um, example, uh, listen, I want to be able to have uh, a relationship with my former spouse for I, where I can go to the wedding of my child, you know, and we're not going to be, you know, hating each other or, 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 or you know, sending, uh, you know, knives, you know, or anything like that, right? I'm, a, I'm actually in another life. I'm a wedding photographer as well, so I've, I've seen a lot of those ones, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, yeah. yes, and, uh, you know, many of us who do this kind of work have our own family uh, backgrounds, shall we say. <laughs> Dynamics. That, what, that, 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 that uh, might have... Uh, helped us move in this direction, right, to get into this stuff. And so we have some experience, uh, you know, ourselves, you know, and so, uh, you know, to, so, so going back to the point, right, which is focused on interest, is we're trying to find ways to help people build a new relationship. It's a different relationship, but it's a relationship. Now, and it's very unusual for people who are, have been involved in a, in a marital or in a spousal situation to be able to not have any relationship at all after. You know, the odd time it happens. Well, so. you were saying there a little bit ago that, uh, that you're thinking it's the environment that can kind of create a lot of conflict. What is it about uh, traditional kind of, uh, the traditional way of going about things that creates that? Right, so the court process is adversarial, mm -hmm. right? Winners and losers. If you start a court application, the outcome is a hearing, someone wins, someone loses. Um, from time to time, we have, you know, some points are won by one party or some points are lost by one party. But the essence of the process is someone wins, someone loses. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't think that's a particularly good way to resolve spousal relationships that are breaking down. I really don't. Mm -hmm. um, and so the lawyers are trained to be adversarial. That's our, you know. Uh, that's our training. And so when we talk about collaborative, we talk about having made the paradigm shift. And the paradigm shift is to move away from that, uh, that approach, that attitude that we learn as we learn our lawyering skills, right? And that the process itself cultivates, right? Um, you know, because of, the, because of the traditional adversarial process that court is, right? So how do you win? Well, so you make the best case you can for you and the worst case you can for your opponent, right? And so put them in the worst possible light, right? Put yourself in the best possible light. And so inevitably, you know, you're going to be doing things that are going to be harmful to the other side in order to win. And I, 
I often find myself in a, litigate, in a litigated context saying to people, listen, what we don't want to do is we don't want to not put this stuff in and then find that we need it at some future date. You don't want to lose by default. You don't want to lose because you failed to say, say something. So, so often we're saying, you know, we, we have to include uh, stuff that it's negative or we have to include stuff that really they would like, they would rather not throw out, you know, out to the public or to the, mm -hmm. you know, to the court to think about. And in a litigated context, you're saying, you know, you have to be careful not to put yourself in a situation where you're going to lose because you didn't do something. Yeah. Whereas in the collaborative context, you know, what we're talking about is, okay, what, what is it you want to accomplish in this and how can we help you get there? And so we, um, we're looking at trying to increase the potential outcomes. Uh, because we're not wedded to the law model, and the law model is a really narrow uh, group of um, outcomes available because courts are restricted in terms of what they can and can't do, right? Outside of a court process really opens up uh, possibilities. I mean, there are certain things where we're saying, look, you know, that you cannot do from a legal perspective, and we're going to let people know about that. And sometimes we're going to try and do workarounds, but for the most part, the options are much more numerous in a in a non-adversarial arrangement, right? When we're when we're when we're talking about resolutions for the family, right? We have a, the possibility to do things that uh, a court or so a judge wouldn't do. Is there still like a judge? Is there, is there still a judge and two you know lawyers and you're just sitting around a table? No, how, how like what does it look like when you're when you're going through it? Fair question. So, in in. It depends on whether or not you're using what I call the traditional or classic model of collaborative, which was two lawyers, two parties. Uh, and so the negotiation would happen amongst those people, right? So we would uh, start off by setting an agenda. Uh, what do we want to decide? What do we want to put into an agreement? What do we want to, what's, you know, what are the things that we need to include in our outcome? Uh, so we start with that and then the negotiation uh, occurs after we've exchanged information. So there's disclosure requirements, there's you know, information we need to know, right? So we do that and then we, uh, then we get into uh, discussing what are the available options and then we get into negotiating from those options what works best for you, right? So that's a classic model. We have over the last probably 15 or so years, moving more towards what we call a team process. In the team process, it's a group of professionals, not just lawyers, uh, sometimes financials and sometimes family relations professionals, and as well as lawyers. And the concept there is that each of those professionals looks after their area of expertise with the parties, with the clients, right? Uh, and uh, so, uh, the family relations professional, if we have one in our group, in our team, uh, their role is often to do parenting plans, to talk about, um, you know, uh, stages of development and what's best for kids. Uh, they also manage the emotional uh, interactions. Okay, what's, you know, what's driving me? Why are they responding the way they're responding? Can we approach this with that person in a way that's going to get a better response than if we would do it in, a, you know, in another way? So they handle that side. Uh, the financial professional looks after 
gathering financial information, uh, doing calculations, and, uh, and doing a, a, um, a forward-looking exercise. Okay, if we do these things, what does that look like for you at some future date? If we do it this way, what does that look like? And so they do some, uh, some I guess, looking down the road, what does, this, what, what does this do for you longer term if you make that choice? So they handle that side, and the lawyers handle the legal stuff. Lawyers handle the, what does the law tell us we can and can't do? You know, what are the options available? Uh, we do uh, uh, the agreement. We'll typically do the drafting of the agreement. And, of course, we give legal advice to our respective clients, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but it's, it's, the team is a group of professionals. And the idea is that we'll send them away to do their, the piece that is, say, related to finances or that's related to the family, uh, the family side of things. Uh, and it's only when we're, you know, involved in the negotiation of the final agreement itself that everybody is together, I guess we should say, sorry, at the beginning <laughs> and then at, you know, at that negotiation stage uh, again. So, so it, it seems then instead of just coming in with one person trying to get one thing, one person trying to get other thing, you come together and you set a goal ahead of time so that when you do all the work, you kind of, it's just like I'm almost like in running a business, actually. It's like yeah. you have the goal and then everything is just kind of going that way. Exactly. But you you don't have to worry about it because everything is always moving in that same direction. It's so Yeah, so, so, you know, often in our groups, in our teams, there's a process manager. Mm -hmm. And that's where there's a family relationship. Official, that's the role that that person plays within the meetings, the group meetings, right? So the process manager will you know, will remind us, for example, of goals that we've set. And we do that at the beginning every time. We'll start with goals. What do we want to accomplish? Well, I want to make sure that, you know, Johnny gets a good education. Uh, you know, I want to make sure that, um, you know, that, that I'm not uh, destitute in my old age. Uh, I want to make sure that I can retire at age 60, whatever it is, whatever the goal is, right? Uh, and so we'll identify those things up front, and then as we go through the process, we'll often look back and say, okay, so you've told me X or Y or Z, and how does that, how does that work in relation to the goal that you've identified for me at the beginning here? Uh, you know, you think you're going to accomplish that, you know, with that, with, with the thing you're proposing, you know, or, you know, do you really, is it possible for us to change that, you know, so that we can, so that we can meet this goal, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really goal oriented. And it's, I guess another way it might differ as well is that a lot of times the goal in an adversarial is kind of hidden. You don't really know what the other person's going for until, you know, you find out maybe near the end or something, right? Yeah, and often you don't find it at all. Right? Or at uh, all, yeah. You know, you, you, you go through this thing and, and so so often you, uh, in a litigated context, you know, you're trying to figure out what the heck is driving this, you know, this intention or this... You know the 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 approach that's being taken, because it's unclear or it's, um, you know, it's 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 harmful from your perspective, and you're and you're thinking to yourself, well, why would that person want to do that? Mm -hmm. Right, and it, that's the thing. You, you know, there there is no obligation on that person to tell you what their interests are or to tell you what their goals are. Right, it's it's just, you know, here's my here's my legal position. Here's what I want. 
right? And if you won't give it to me, well, I'm going to have this other person, this judge, tell you that you have to, you know, what you have to do. Are people like a little nervous coming into this, you know, like, you know, trying something new and, and how do they feel about after they've gone through it? Like, do they? So we have a great success rate uh, when we do collaborative and it's done well with, you know, good professionals. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say that, you know, most go well. Uh, there are the odd, um, there are the odd folks who are doing collaborative more uh, from a, perspective of marketing, uh, you know, being able to say, hey, I do this, mm -hmm. um, and who really haven't made what I referred to earlier as the paradigm shift. You know, that isn't the majority of the, the people who are doing it, but uh, there are some. Uh, but there's the, the outcomes are, are really so much better uh, from my perspective. Uh, having done both, uh, having, you know, done this for a long time, uh, I, I, much, I much prefer doing the non-adversarial um, and in particular, collaborative to to the traditional. So you still do both of them right now. I do, I do. Yeah. I do. You know, and that's a bit of a, um, a what would I call it? It's not a controversy so much, but there is a a divided view. There are those who think if you've made the paradigm shift, then why would you litigation at all? Mm -hmm. uh, and those who would, who, you know, like myself, who say I would much rather be able to say to a client coming in. I can do all of these things. So, you know, whether it's mediation, whether it's collaborative, whether it's litigation, whether it's arbitration, I can offer, I can offer those services across the board. Uh, and to me, uh, having the litigation experience really makes it clear to me why I want to do this collaborative stuff, right? When I see the stuff that happens, when I see stuff go off the rails or relationships getting uh, really damaged, um, you know, then I can come to my collaborative clients who maybe are uncertain and I can say, let me tell you a story, right? Mm. Let me tell you how this would go potentially in that other context. The other thing that, uh, that drives me uh, a bit is I remember going to a conference several years ago where there were some judges speaking and these judges had previously been collaborative lawyers before they were um, elevated to the bench. And they basically said, Listen, we want you collaborative people to continue to do litigative work. What we want you to do is we want you to try to bring the principles, the interest-based mm -hmm. ideals, yeah. the resolution-oriented concepts to your litigation practice. You know, the judges are saying, hey, we want to be able to resolve this stuff. We don't want to have to get to a trial where a judge is making a decision in the, in, in, you know, for, on behalf of people. We want you to be able to make these choices yourself. So, mm -hmm. so you know, so... Participate, you know, and but when you do, you know, change your drafting, you know, don't make it so, you know, us against them, you know, so uh, oppositional in your in your approach, you know, show those um, those skills that you've developed in a in a consensual uh, resolution process. Share those in the in the litigated process, and in fact, you know, I do try and do that. So it's it's like a different tools for different uh, different clients need because there's probably a time when collaborative just wouldn't make sense. Absolutely, absolutely. Is, is there like a cost difference at all for any of them? Or so really hard to say that. Uh, I can tell you from a uh, experience that collaborative tends to be less expensive, mm -hmm. and by less expensive I mean substantially less expensive. 
than a litigated process, uh, if, if, if it's necessary to go through, right? There's no process that's more or less expensive than the other. It's, it, it really relates to the time that it takes to get to a resolution. Mm -hmm. So if you're really conflictual, right, if it's really complicated, right, if you are uh, intent on using process as opposed to, you know, trying to get to solutions, then it's going to be expensive, whatever process you use. Yes. Right? But I can tell you that, as I say, with my experience, uh, the collaborative is much less expensive, generally speaking, than a comparable litigated process. And a lot of that can be also, like, who's the who's the people that are more drawn to collaborative, right? So if you're more drawn to the collaborative approach, your probably expenses would have been less anyway. But now that you have this extra tool, you can you can go one step further and cut some other adversarial costs out. So it, it does tend to be self-selecting in many cases, which is great, right? Because people who are sophisticated, you know, who are, uh, you know, who are taking control of their situations, who are doing some research about how does this work? Uh, we are, you know, we have those people coming to us and saying, hey, I'm interested in this. Uh, but again, just because they're interested doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to say to you, oh, yeah, this is the right process for you. We're always um, conscious of whether or not uh, the process is going to work. And so there's a, certainly a screening exercise that goes on. Or, you know, we want to be concerned about whether or not there are uh, issues of domestic violence or power imbalances. And so, um, so collaborative practitioners are, are going to screen for those things. Right, we're going to talk about uh, is it is it is it really complicated, um, and I'm not saying that collaborative isn't good for complicated things. It's just how you manage that, right? I I'm I'm a big supporter. I think if it's complicated, collaborative is often better. In fact, but you know we're looking at all those issues. Are there mental health issues? Right? Yes. Uh, you know, are people going to be uh, relatively trustworthy? Are they going to share? You know, are they going to hold stuff back, right? Um, are they using it as a means to avoid court mm. when really that's where they should be? So we want to be, um, those of us who are talking to clients and who are thinking about process, want to be thinking about those things. And so I always talk process first. You know, when a client comes in to talk to me as a, on a, on a, at a first meeting, Process is the first thing, right? And I'm, what I'm doing is I'm going through and I'm saying, listen, I want you to be aware of all of the possibilities, right? I want to talk to you about the pluses and minuses of each of these processes, right? And once I've done that, and once I then hear what your interest is, you know, which would you like to do, then I can start to talk to you about, okay, you know, can we get your spouse involved? Have they already started court process? Because then we can't do collaborative. Is their lawyer a collaborative lawyer? If they're not, we can't do it, right? And then, so how do we, if let's assume that they're not, well then how do I uh, invite that person in to a process and how do I make sure that they're talking to the right kind of lawyer, mm. right? So, and we actually have a professional responsibility as lawyers to share with our clients all of the possibilities, all of the options, right? Unfortunately, I find that there are, uh, there are a group of lawyers out there who, who you know, either don't know enough, you know, or who don't believe in such things, you know, who don't do that. And I think that's, 
you know, I think that's a disservice, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but certainly my process is I'm going to tell you about all those options uh, and then we're going to talk about what makes sense in your situation, right? But we also have to think about the fact that we are not the decision makers here. They're, you know, we have to hear from the other side. So again, how do we invite them into a process? How do we make it um, so that they'll go to a, a collaborative professional you know, or consider the idea, right? These are things we have to work on. Mm. So, Well, uh, there's a... This is, there must be a little bit of pushback for, for, for this thing because there might be that fear of, you know, what happens if halfway through this this process things don't go well, right? Yep. You know, you take a risk on something new. No question. Yeah. yeah. That's a challenge for sure. Um, yeah, but it's like anything else, right? I mean, you know, there are so many situations where the, the litigation process falls apart. So, you know, parties fail to participate. Uh, you know, where you're not getting the orders you want, uh, where the courts are not cooperating with you, right? So it's a miss, uh, it's a miss, miss number is the wrong word, um, a misapprehension if you think that because it's in court, it's going to work out. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't, yes. you know. Often things don't go the way that you think. And this, the collaborative process is just the same, mm-hmm. right? My experience is that most of the time it tends to work out it tends to come to resolution. Very seldom do we have uh, files that don't work, but we have some means to address where we have an impasse like that, right? Our agreements, the participation agreement I spoke about earlier, uh, has a termination process in built in, right? And so there is some obligation to give notice and to um, you know, deal with what do you do about the disclosure that's been shared and that kind of thing. Um, but the other thing that I, I talk about is we can um, just take an example. We run into a situation where there, not, there has to be a resolution uh, of an issue. Uh, the typical one that I talk about is data separation. Data separation is really important from a legal perspective um, when it comes to deciding when do things, when do rights and obligations kick in and when do we start to measure, right, for our calculations. Uh, so data, data separation is something that gets argued about in many situations, right? And if uh, and, and there are some really significant implications potentially if if the financial situation has changed in an intervening period, right? So what I'll say is, okay, let's assume that we've got a, a, a conflict over when did the separation occur. So how do we resolve that? Okay, in a court process, what you do is you ask a judge to hear evidence and a court would make a determination, you know, they would find as a fact, this is the separation date and then that's, it's, it's fixed. So we can do things like that. We can do it privately through an arbitration, right? Uh, we can, we can get opinions, like I, we can send it out to a third party and say, listen, uh, we have this collaborative process. This is a, um, uh, a, an issue that has to be resolved in order for us to continue. You know, give us an, a legal opinion about what the date should be, here's the information, right? Uh, we can make, we can do compromises around, um, you know, uh, what would work for both of you. We can, we can look at the, you know, what are the, what is, what does it look like if we choose this date? What does it look like if we choose that date? And maybe as a practical matter, it doesn't make a whole lot of difference. Maybe the numbers are not going to be so affected. So we might say, hey, you know what? So we'll pick a date that you know, one of those, it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? So there's 
there's ways around those things, right? Uh, and there's enough flexibility in the process for us to be able to say, hey, you know what, if we need an answer to something that we can't get, we can go to another process to resolve that, mm -hmm. you know? So it's flexible. Yeah, I can see that just going the other way around. If you're in a collaborative way, I guess if things fall apart, you could always still go the combative way if you want. But if you start with the combative way, it's not like, hey, in the middle of the trial, let's all just be friends here, right? Well, you, you know, know? <laughs> it's, it, you say that, and you're, and broadly speaking, you're right. But you know, but it certainly has happened where people have become so disenchanted with the legal uh, process, with the, you know, the litigation process, that they will say, you know what, we're gonna get out of this process. We're gonna switch lawyers. We're gonna go and. You know, we're going to do this in a non-adversarial way now because we're so fed up with, you know, with whatever the, you know, the the uh, disturbance, uh, you know, is. So it has happened where people have backed out of the litigation process and have come to a collaborative process. And, and I think it goes back to what the judge was saying, right? You need to have that. You need to have people that are, that especially people like yourselves, like you people are the pillars of the process of it to say, hey, even this is a collaborative thing we're coming at it in our own way, right? And we are open to this and flexible and, and, and dialoguing, right? Absolutely, so, absolutely. It's about resolution, right? We're trying to, at the end of the day, the, the whole thing is we want resolution, mm -hmm. right? We're trying to find a way to bring resolution without destroying the parties, right? Without destroying the, you know, or the kids. Uh, I want to know, how did you get into this in the first place? Like, was, who's the first person that kind of just made you say, hey, there's another? Or was this just you saying there must got to be another way and you, you helped start it? Well, so I was a couple of steps after, you know, because the, the originator, uh, Stu Webb in Minnesota, had exactly that. He was just saying, you know, there's got to be a different way. We've got to be able to do this in a, in a way that is not so destructive, that is not so hard on the, on the participants. Right, um, and so he he kind of sketched out this idea, but of course he needed somebody to work with. So he got some lawyers in Minnesota to help him out, you know, and they found that it really worked. And so they exported it, if you like, to other areas. And then you know, so in Canada, it really got going more in the West, and then and then came east. Uh, in my context. Um, I remember a colleague of mine who was actually the first president of the Ontario Collaborative Law Federation, uh, of which I am now the president, but uh, the first one uh, was from Ottawa, and he was speaking to me and he says, listen, you know, we're doing this, you know, we're having this presentation, uh, can, you, can you come? Uh, it's a whole new way of doing, you know, doing divorce. And I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. I think, yeah, I think I am interested, right? Uh, and then, uh, so, uh, so I got involved in the Ottawa group, right at the beginning, uh, I did I did the course, loved the concept, thought it was a great idea, you know, and really saw it as a, a nice way to get away from doing some of this stuff that's so destructive, uh, you know, or had been so destructive in my experience, uh, and so costly, right? I mean, the court process is often so so costly. Uh, so yeah, it was it, it was attractive to me, and it also it also worked with uh, some of in my personal life. I was um, you know I was I as it, as it happens when I was training my do do my collaborative practice training I, I had just separated. Mm. Uh, so you know life is like that sometimes. They things kind of play out when they when you need them to, 
Uh, and so here I was, um, you know, coming out of my own separation after a 17-year relationship with young kids, right, and learning about uh, how to how to do this in a different way. And I got I have to give my ex credit. We had a, we had a really good we had a really good divorce. Um, you know, negotiated. You know, it wasn't collaborative or anything at that point because, of course, I you know this was, it was just mm-hmm. coming in. But you know, but that's the that that was the sort of attitude that I was hoping you know, that I could learn to bring to a, to a negotiation. So it just, it kind of worked with my, with, with uh, places I was going in my, in my personal life as well as in my professional life. So that's really neat. Um, what do you love about your career being like a lawyer and a mediator and being in collaborative, collaborative practice? So, you know, the best part about it is, is helping people find, you know, solutions, right. To, what can seem like really intractable problems, right? Uh, we can we can become so overwhelmed in about the, the about the situations that we find ourselves in when we're in conflict, right? Mm-hmm. We don't make good decisions when we're stressed, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, and so uh, when you're in the middle of that thing, it, it gets it gets really hard. I you know, I know from experience, it gets really hard to try and make the right choices, right? Uh, so. I love the fact that I can offer those options to people, right? That I can say, you know, let's see if we can find a a way that works for you, for you, for your family. Let's, let's see if we can do that. You know, that's really, um, it's really, uh, heart rendering when the solutions, you know, work well. Yeah. It's the best, best way to go. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I see here that uh, you have a funny story for us. Do you want to give I, the viewers an image of what your funny story I, is? I have a few. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> filling out the thing, but you got to give me give me a give me a little reminder because it's not coming to me as I'm thinking oh. about it today. So, Mr. Elton John. Oh yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, I see it. Yes. Yeah. Give, yes. Give, give give the listeners a little. Image I don't know. For the last uh, for the last ten years or so. I, I keep running into these situations where, and it just happened the other day. You know, you look like Elton, Elton John. Yes, yes, I do know that. <laughs> I think, you know, you I, do. Get, I get it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah so the, uh, we were doing our uh, annual uh, conference, our family law conference in Manabel uh, in April, and uh, they did a lip sync, a lip sync contest. So uh, my girlfriend and I did um, Kiki D and Elton John doing Don't Go Breaking My Heart. <laughs> And I got the costume, and uh, you know, uh, it was fantastic. I mean, the response was phenomenal. <laughs> I walked out, and just like the crowd went crazy. You know, uh, had the glasses on, the hat, and the whole thing. So oh yeah, so goodness. yeah, it was fantastic. So um, you know, it was yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's a, That's so, awesome. Yeah, uh, not you know necessarily helpful. You know, on this side of you know, <laughs> doing the collaborative stuff. The sense of humor, but though. That's you know, good. yes, but yeah. uh, you know. Um, <laughs> I'll give you a funny story. Uh, in fact, I was talking to my colleague about this yesterday. I did a collaborative file uh, with a um, with a couple, and uh, and we, you know, it was one of those things where we, you know, in a few meetings, we came up with a good resolution. Everybody's happy. The the wife, who was represented by my colleague, wrote me a thank you card. So I was the husband's lawyer. I get a thank you card from this person. I thought, wow, this is fantastic, right? Like what a testament to what we do, right? When the other side 
is saying thank you for what you did, right? It's amazing. Okay. What I, you know, what I didn't understand at the time is that, you know, she then called me a little later and said, you know, could I meet her for coffee? You know, she was, you know, interested in getting together. I was like, okay, that, <laughs> that probably isn't going to work. So no process for this, eh? <laughs> <laughs> what process do we have? Which document we use for this one? So, yeah. Wow. I mean, cool. So, but you know, I mean, you know. All kidding aside, and was, I, I mean, the reality is that we can have those kinds of relationships, right? Yeah. Where, so another example, right? I had a client who was represented by my co by a colleague, and I represented the husband in this collaborative file. And then when she needed a cohabitation agreement, she came to me to help her with a cohabitation agreement, and I was the lawyer on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. So. You can all still be friends at the end of it. You know, yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you remember that first, the first time going through the process yourself? I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was, it's funny because it took a while uh, after the training. Yeah, you get training and then. <laughs> now you're in the real life. And it, <laughs> you know, it, it took me um, some recognition that the old ways that I had done things didn't work, right? I, I, I was continuing when I started out, continuing to do this stuff the way I had done it, right? And thinking, oh, but we'll get some collaborative files and that'll be great. But I actually had to change how I, how I handled my intakes, how I spoke to the clients, how, and how I, can I say, sold the mm -hmm. process, right? It wasn't enough to say, oh, by the way, here's these, you know, processes and no, oh, you could do that. No, you know, there, I, I had to, I had to come across like I believed in it, which of course I did. Uh, so it took a while till I started, till I got my first one. And, uh, uh, and the other thing that, that I, that, that was really important for me was getting engaged in the community, right? So learning f the relationships between the professionals are so important. And so make creating relationships with the group. And starting to know the people who were involved, right, and and knowing a little bit about them, you know, was really important. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so once I did that, then I was able to, you know, get a file. And yeah, and I I do remember the process. And I it it was you know it worked out it worked out great. Mm -hmm. it, was, it worked you know we we came to a resolution. Um, it was uh, it was pretty gratifying, in fact. Yeah, so it, it reminds me so much of uh, because I said I before I, I've done uh, some wedding photography in the past, and it it, it is it's just learning how to speak differently once you have that paradigm shift in your head. Yeah. You know, when I went from thinking of just you know taking photographs of people or something, right, and it's just like all of a this is a technical thing. I take photos and it's done, but no, it's it's that process that starts beforehand, right? It's the uh, it's just giving them those cues and that permission to be able to open up so that when you do need to get down to business, you know, a lot of that work's already done. Is, yeah. is it that's is that how you absolutely, find it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's not easy to do collaborative. Like collaborative isn't, isn't, you know, this simple exercise. Okay. It's it, in fact, in many ways, it's much harder because a, we have to talk about what's going on. We have to talk about how are you going to communicate this stuff? We, t we have to talk about uh, having a sense of what the other person's interests are going to be because we're not going to get solutions if we're going to be, if, if, if we're focused on 
the way we want things to work out, mm. right? There has to be a, a, a sensibility about what the interests of the other person are so that you can meet them mm. in some way, potentially, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, so, yeah, so it's really important. The, preps, the prep work is, is not simple. It's not straightforward. It's, it's work, you know. Um, the concept that this is just a bunch of people who are getting together hugging and, you know, and, you know, oh, we're just going to compromise on everything. That's not how it works. No. You know, this is, you know, we are, we are, it's not all about compromise. It's about finding out what's behind the desire, the thing that's being argued about, right? And saying, okay, so how can we solve this? What are the options available, right? And in fact, opening up new doors, right? Opening up, uh, uh, what we call expanding the pie, right? So that there are solutions that wouldn't otherwise have made themselves, you know, we wouldn't have been aware of had we not had this conversation. So the, the you know, getting at the interests and being open to hearing about the other party's interests and be open to think about what those are and how do we meet them is such an important piece of this uh, concept, of uh, this process, for sure. That's awesome. Um, how many lawyers in Ottawa practice collaborative law? So we have a group of about 60 lawyers. Uh, you know, when I say Ottawa, it's, you know, it's, area. Yeah, it's broader than, uh, but most, for the most part in Ottawa, but uh, we have some folks who are out in the outskirts as well. Mm -hmm. So about 60 lawyers. Um, so, and then we have uh, financials and we have mental health professionals who we call family relations professionals. Uh, and then we have a group called, uh, that we call general members who are, ancillary professionals, people who are um, helping out, uh, real estate agents, appraisers, business evaluators, coaches, uh, who are who are providing services to the teams. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so it's a, it's a robust group. It really is. It's a, you know. It seems like you have uh, quite the passion for it. Yeah. I, I, I have developed, you know, a really strong desire to see more of our, more of, you know, the, separations go that way really it you know it really is a better process in my mm -hmm. view where it's appropriate how it should be absolutely yeah no fighting awesome. this has been an absolute pleasure I, I'm, I'm really hoping that uh, some people can get some some of this really good advice and realizing that there's always usually a better way of doing things you know if you just go out look there so if uh, people are kind of interested in this new way or uh, how would they reach out how would they get a hold of you so uh, there's a local group, Collaborative Practice Ottawa. And so we're at collaborativepracticeottawa.ca. That's our website. Uh, and on that website, there's a list of lawyers. You go to a, find a CFL pro. And so uh, they're done geographically and they're also done, um, they're also done by uh, practice area. So mental health professionals, uh, financial professionals, mm -hmm. uh, lawyers. Uh, and so you can go there. You can absolutely just, you know, give me a call. Um, <laughs> uh, we also have a provincial organization, as I indicated, I'm the president at the moment of that organization. And that organization is a federation of local groups. There are 20 local groups around the province and each of them has their own uh, grouping. So you can find that at uh, oclf.ca. And there's Collaborative Practice uh, International. It's called the IACP or International Academy of Collaborative Professionals. And you can reach that at collaborativepractice.com. And there's, uh, there's one really important one as well, too, that you might be missing. My own. Oh, what? And? And? <laughs> so I'm at Low Merchant Radnoff. Yes. 
Uh, I'm at Lomar Shradnoff, and uh, that's lmrlawyers.com, and of course, DivorceNet. DivorceNet.ca. There we go. <laughs> Wasn't forgetting about you. <laughs> Saving the best to last. Ah, there we go. Nice recovery. Oh, thank you so much. This was a wonderful yes, time. Thank you, Great pleasure. <laughs> Thanks. You've been listening to Clean Break, our weekly podcast on divorce. You can find this and other great advice from divorce professionals at divorcenet.ca, where we upload audio, video, and blog content every week.